mic here. Yeah, so we were we were having a pretty good uh, discussion there about uh. I'm still waiting for. Uh. Okay, so wait, where's my beer? Okay. <laughs> my mic on? Wait, what's 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 your? Oh, wait, try that again. Hello. Hello. Oh, no, try. Hey, where are you? Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You're we're one good. of you're one of those. You're, yeah. I, you know, I don't know, man. You, my sir. you know, it's so weird. Like, I do run a podcast, so but it's so right. weird to listen to myself talk. I don't like my voice. I don't as like listening as... to mine later, either. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you do you do post on this? I mean, a afterwards? Yeah. Uh, like, listen to like it? Like a lot of post-editing on your show? No, I don't, do any, I don't do any editing. Oh, you just listen But I, I do listen to make sure it went well. And I, I like... Uh, Recorded on something else, so later I'll, I'll force myself to be around it really loud, so it gets recorded on something else too. I, I don't like I don't like my voice, dude. Same. Uh, so that they comedians always tell you to record your sets, even if it's just voice recording, and I'm mm. just like, I'll do it, but I hate going back on it because I feel like it's not even the jokes wise. It's just like I hate hearing myself talk as much as I love to talk. Yeah. I hate hearing myself do it. Yeah, because you're not listening to yourself while you're talking. You ever have anyone say, just just listen to yourself, man? Uh, you know, like, maybe you said something that made someone spark and say something like that. You, you ever, can you even listen to yourself mentally? Like, all right, let me rewind that, sir, for you and say it, and say it in my head. Like, think twice about something I just said? I think that's what they mean when they say that. L Will you just listen to yourself, you know, when people say that sort of thing? No, no, I've never had anybody tell me that. And if they did, I completely ignore that. I would never hear it. Yeah, that's why, that's why I hate having a regular job around people. <laughs> this is our, dude, we gotta be around people. Like, this is, this is the human condition. That's why everybody's so yeah. fucked up now. For two years, we weren't around anybody. Now everybody's kind of retarded. Yeah, yeah, you know, but... Yeah, and I could see why people would be afraid to leave their house, you know, but you just, you gotta do it. I feel like I check the stove, I, I check the lights, and then I have a hard time leaving my car even. Okay, so once I drive somewhere, now I gotta check this door and that door. Wait, wait, just check the brake and steering, you know, and then once I leave, I'm like, damn it, should I go back and check, make sure everything's cool? Man, the anxieties are real. Dude, that literally just happened to me last night. I was uh, I was with my girl and she slept over and I was high as shit. I took a shower and I was like, yo, can you make some tea? And then we forgot about the tea. The next morning, this morning I wake up, I'm like, why the fuck is this so fucking hot? I walk into the kitchen, I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, the stove was on all fucking night. Like I thought first it was just my heater because I have a studio, so my place isn't that big. But then I, I go over, I'm like, Jesus Christ, like the heater was on high the entire night. Like there's a pot over it and it's just burnt to the crisp. But, like, but you didn't Christ. die. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's an electric stove. An electric stove can go on for I a while. I heard about that. Yeah. Okay, I heard with electric, you can't blow up the place. Yeah. Why isn't every place electric then? I mean, that's... Because, yeah, I've had that situation. When I had roommates... I would call them and say, hey, uh, is the stove off? Oh, hey, yeah, I got... I'm going to have a hard time when I get older. And, 
I'm way too independent, and yet I'm way too. Uh, I, I get freaked out about certain things. I, I, uh, just you know, my mind all the time. That's gonna be bad when I get older. Is it because you know we were talking before we got on? Is it because of your you know I guess uh, you know coming from where you come from where you come from and just like your need to stay on alert all the time? You know. Yeah, well, I, I, I kind of vibe in what, you, what you're saying. Well, what I got from this was uh, I, I do feel more comfortable when I have nothing, and it's kind of weird. Like, uh, I like having things, but yeah, it does give me a little more anxiety having stuff. Even a place, I guess, is stuff. Dude, it's... If, if I have nothing, there's really nothing to go like, wait, is, oh, no, wait, I don't have anything to worry about. You're carefree. Okay, so I used to live in Hawaii, and yeah, that's why I got these beers. For oh the, shit! The right on, right on, yeah. dude. So I used to live in Hawaii, and I knew this homeless guy, and he was straight homeless. He lived in a tent. He lived in under Hawaii. a bridge that I would always oh. go on, on uh, onto, and he got a. He was so carefree, but he was getting a thousand dollars per week from the government. And he would Bro. just buy a new shirt every day. He would just be clean, but he didn't give a fuck about wait, the wait, world. Wait, thousand dollars a month. Like a thousand dollars a week. He played the government so well. I'm not gonna put his name out there, but he <laughs> played the government so well. He's just living on a beach. He's just living on an island for the rest of his life on a thousand a day, doing fucking nothing. Dude, I see him buy a new T-shirt every day, and he just gives it to another homeless dude and buys a new one. It's insane. So he gives to people, though. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, he does. Okay. Well, I mean, is it just you know? He's uh, also on meth, so okay. Let me let me add that too. <laughs> okay, so you can't really give him any props yeah. there. <laughs> well, I, I mean, he sounds like is he a functioning methaholic? I mean, he and I have great. He, we've had some conversations. If he wasn't a meth head, I would have took his advice way more seriously. Okay. But. He did give some good advice. He he dropped the good pearl every once in a while. Or a crystal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I wonder what it's like out there being on uh, like hard drugs like that. And oh well, no, what am I? I what am I saying? Because uh, I mean, I seen uh, Dog the <laughs> Bounty Hunter in uh, Honolulu, so I know it gets crazy out there. Um, you know, different lifestyle, I guess. Because yeah. my mom always talks about Hawaii and Kona, because. You know, that's where family's from, but uh, I was raised out here. I don't really know any of those people. Yeah. So it is like a different world to me. I, I'm just thinking, like, I know uh, SF tweakers. And so I just look at Hawaii as, like, this beautiful place, but uh, there's tweakers, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but they're just chilling, dude. Okay. Like, they're, they really, they're living the... They're different than real our island life. Yeah, you know they're not. They're running around naked because they can on an island, not because they're tweaked out. You know yeah. what I mean? That's beautiful. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, it's poetic it, in a way, right? It's still illegal if you have an uh, erection. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, that's what it is. it's clothing optional out here unless you have an erection. Oh shit! Okay, so then that's like some kind of attempt. Or, <laughs> lustful desire or something well it's an well it's an island you know so they know people are going to be naked but they but the thing with i guess the difference between addicts in the city and addicts in on in hawaii is that they still have like their human they're like human decency you know they're not 
They're not trying to be addicts because they're addicts. They just want to get high and chill. They want to live an island life, dude. Like, the island life is the prototypical slow life living. Like, it's, it's amazing for a drug addict, honestly. You know, what are the jobs like out there? There are none. <laughs> and so you can survive on an island just living... I mean, well, you can make your own sleeping bag in the sand, probably. No, 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 because it does rain out there. You got to remember that. Like, it rain yeah, when there's no raining idea. season, okay. it's fucking crazy out there. And they got the, the winds are insane. Volcanoes, not too much of a problem, but not a, at least not on Oahu, uh, Oahu where I lived. Um, I can't really say for the other islands. How about Kona? You, you never been to Kona? Uh, I, so I used to island hop a lot because I was a chef for a little while. Okay, I get that. Vibe. I go on Kona. I go to Kona. I went to Kona for like three or four hours, and then I dipped out. So I didn't really get to like okay. check out the island. At oh wait, all. so that's the only time you've ever been there? Yeah. Uh. It's like two or three hour increments, and then I'd have to come back. So you, did you check out Hilo that way? Because I think it's blended in with Kona. No, no, I didn't get to at all. Okay. You, I have you, a lot you, of friends that uh went to Hilo. That went to Hilo. They'd always tell me to come by, but you know I was always too busy and working, and then I just had to. I literally came there for work and hopped back on a on a boat or a plane right back to Oahu. Is it that easy to just to get on a plane and just? Yeah, yeah, dude, when you're a when you're a student, you can hop, you can island hop for like thirty bucks. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you could you're here a little whoever's listening right now, and you want to live in Hawaii and island hop, become a community college student, and you can go island hop for thirty bucks, thirty thirty five oh, yeah, bucks. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And you you went to college. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You're like you're, you're like what twenty twenty two? Oh, dude, no, I'm thirty one, man. Okay. Well, I mean, that's... Okay. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> wow, you took a giant leap there, even though that's... Gosh, that's still... Shit, yeah, I get that a lot, dude. <sighs> I'm actually really happy now. These days, I'm happy that I get that. I feel like that's a compliment. Because when I, when I was 21, 22, mm. I looked like I was 15 or 16, and I was like... And this, it was really ugly at the clubs and at other places. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. I, I need to age out a little bit more. But you don't yeah. miss your 20s, do you? No, I love my 20s, man. They were they were the shit. It was a. Uh, you you seem like you had yourself together at least. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I knew like everything that I would do, everything I was doing in my twenties. I knew I had like a, I had a cap on, you know, like you know drugs and alcohol and you know partying you and all this stop. shit. I was like, I knew eventually, like okay, I'm gonna have to grow the fuck up and do my thing and 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 you know. It's cliche. They say like you you look for yourself in your twenties, and I really did do that. Like from twenty to like thirty, I was I did a bunch of different shit. Like I graduated college, you know I'm Asian, so like my parents really wanted me to, so I did that for them. But then after that, it was just like okay, I'm gonna just keep trying all this shit out to see what lands and what I'm really into and what I'm passionate about, and yeah, you know, it's where I am now. Mutiny on a Sunday, baby. Yeah, yeah. I spent my twenties. I think just yeah, yeah. I was just getting messed up like the whole ten years. Like uh, okay, so I, I yeah. I don't know how I did it. Actually, I worked a lot still. Mm -hmm. I still partied seven days a week. Yeah, dude. And, and I wasn't on really uppers. I was uh, I was drinking a lot, and still I managed to party seven days a week, and still work a lot. It's, it's Man, just being energy. young, bro. 
it's, energy. It's really just being young, man. Like I remember, so I was a, like I told you earlier, I was a chef from like 25 to like 27, 28. And I was a, I was a sous chef. So my nuts were- Oh, so you were the boss. I, I was the boss wow. after the boss. So my nuts were fucking huge. Like I, I would like work 12 hour days. And so it would be from like 12 to 12 or like one or two to 12. Yeah. And then my brigade and I, or whoever I was like hanging out with, we'd go out to like three, four in the morning. It was like a bunch of fucking cocaine, a bunch of alcohol, just fuck yeah, around. It's the restaurant business. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was a cycle, man. And then I would get like, I would go home with, uh, I would go home with someone and then I'd get like three or four hours of sleep and then I'd be back at it again the next day at 12 and be like, what's up y'all? Like nothing happened. And it just kept going and going for like two or three years. Isn't it was that a trip. That's the restaurant. I mean, I worked at a lot of restaurants. Mm -hmm. so I had a steady one, but I also where I don't know if you've heard it. It's a, it was an app called Paired, Paired Pros, where you just get on the app and you look for gigs. Like who needs restaurant work today? I'm gonna click on this one. So that, that was fun. I could make my own schedule and I could eat different kinds of food. That's dope. So it's just a one day gig. Anytime I want. Oh, that's sick. Okay. I mean, I messed up because uh, I felt like I needed money after a while, so I was doubling it up, mm -hmm. and then that's how I messed up because it's like uh, I was doing more than one a day, Oof. and then so I was I was late to certain gigs, and now it doesn't exist anymore. But, I mean, it, it was cool learning how to cook all kinds of stuff, uh, but yeah, yeah, the restaurant people party, dude. They, it's, I don't know how to because. Cause it's a stressful business. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. A lot of, a lot of drugs still, but uh, the, I, well, Fridays, where I worked at when I was younger. Yeah. And uh, a lot more drugs, and they they messed things up when they gave the drug <laughs> test. <laughs> they couldn't find any employees, and then that's when uh, the one manager got bopped upside the head, and they had a murder there, and it's like, dang. Jesus Christ! What yeah. wait, wait, can you? Can oh, you expose what restaurant those oh, are? Oh, uh, well, yeah, uh, Fridays in uh, San Mateo. Oh, fr uh, oh, fr like TGI yeah, it doesn't Fridays. it doesn't exist anymore. Oh yeah. shit! So, dude, pe all. people don't know that. Um, people don't know that chefs are like is like a rock star lifestyle. Like you really live like a fucking rock I don't star. Even know how they and I was, do it, man. like I said earlier, like I said, dude, I had the biggest fucking nuts. Like my my you drink your balls a lot. My, yeah, my, my yeah. ego was huge. Like, I would go out, you know, do drugs and meet women and be like, yo, I'm a chef. And then be like, oh, my God, you know how to cook. I'm like, yeah, bitch, come on. Let's get the fuck out of here. And, like, it was just insanely that easy. And it was just crazy that, like. I don't like, even like to cook, really. Uh, I just like to eat. But, but <laughs> they would just know I work at a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, don't, you don't even have to be a chef. You could just say, oh, I, I work in the kitchen. And it's like, oh. I don't even know why they, they loved it so much. Just, like they just i guess you get that cool vibe yeah i guess so i mean you're kind of like a bad boy i guess right you kind of give that um okay think about persona. all the other people i worked with yeah yeah i get you know you're, you're like working like a like the quintessential 2022 chef is like tatted up has like a bandana yeah is working the is work in the past, like, yo, hey, what's up, yo? Like, has a fancy-ass mustache. Yeah, mixtapes out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they get the energy for. I mean, I, I, there's, yeah, there's cocaine, but, I mean, dang, there's that, there, there's also the downfall when it hits. But Yeah. You, you well, kind of got, oh, go, so, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I guess that makes sense to sometimes, some people would break out in a rage. Yeah. 
Well, you gotta, dude, honestly, to be in that line of work and to really love that work, you gotta kind of hate yourself at the same time. Okay, you gotta love and well, you gotta okay. love the art of being like a like a chef and like the artistry of it. But you, in a in a way, in a way, you have to hate yourself if you really want to get to like that level. And maybe that's maybe that's the same way with a lot of things. But like specifically with like being a chef and owning a restaurant, you have to like incrementally hate yourself a little bit. Yeah, like even if you're a good guy, you're gonna have an edge. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I remember one time I uh, I was actually unconscious upstairs. No one even noticed. <laughs> uh, I went to tie my shoes. I hit some on my head on something, and uh, I just I did that thing where uh, once you hit the ground, your legs wobble, and the life gets out of you for a little bit. Bad boy, man. Jeez, you were really out. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say I'm a bad boy. <laughs> Dude, I I have stories of like. Catching my catching my guys having sex with someone's girlfriend, okay. and I, and I'm just like, I'm like, dude, this should this is like some kitchen confidential type shit. This shouldn't be happening in like 2014, 2015. You know, it's insane. But uh, yeah, and so you caught them where? Dude, I caught them in the back at like um. So at the restaurant I used to work at, it it was like a commercial. It was like a commercial kitchen. So. We had our regular kitchen, and then we had a separate huge kitchen that was for um, that was for prep. And, okay. And then there's a stock room, and then there's a big ass um, uh, big ass fridge. I caught them in the fridge where all the uh, like vegetables. I didn't think you were gonna shit. say that. <laughs> wow, that's dude, because it was like eight thirty at night. It's like eight thirty. It's kind of late, a little early, but then like it's the kitchen. Those two kitchens are so separate from each other, and there's so much space where you kind of lose people that you can get like a little sneak in. And at that point of the night, nobody's really in that prep kitchen except for me and my head chef. Well, you're talking about the fridge too. So I mean, it's yeah, it was fucking disgusting. So I I, I did it in the fridge uh, <laughs> at Fridays because uh, I, I like the challenge. Cause it, it's cold and you got to get warmed up, you know. Uh, you know what they say about uh, about us guys. He, you know, if it's cold, it doesn't work so well. So yeah. I, I, I wanted to really try it out, try out that challenge. And uh, I think what it, it the thing that worked uh, for the challenge was the the birth control. Oh shit! That worked. That worked more than I. I, I and later on, I was thinking about. Well, that was, that was great. The challenge worked to, to keep going in the cold. But then I, uh, later on, I was thinking, uh, it was years later, I was like, wow, it was actually the birth control challenge that I that really paid Gee, off. Yeah. Did, wait, you didn't finish on any of the food, did you? No, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't. Uh, I think there was some lettuce like the, oh. behind, behind her. R.I.P. to that the, lettuce, the, man. Yeah, I mean... Ah, who knows where, where that lettuce is now? <laughs> hey, you know, you saved the world. Of, she saved the world of one less shitty kid, you know what I mean? Where are these people now? You know, restaurant business is where you uh, either find yourself or, um, I don't know, have you, have you ever uh, noticed that? It's where you find yourself. 
And um, there's uh, people that found a music career. There's people that found out that, oh, now they're, uh, they're actually really gay. Uh, uh, there's people that find out, um, okay, these are the drugs I like or where I want to be in life. Um, have you uh, noticed that? It's, it's kitchens where it starts. I think for the most part that, you know, not supposed I don't, I don't remember ever seeing it in one per person specifically, but like, as an, I guess as an overall, like controversy does kind of introduce you to yourself, right? Yeah. Like, you know, when you're in, when you're in that fucking kitchen, that heated kitchen for eight to 10 hours, you're yelling, people are throwing shit, you're getting burns. You kind of have to like. You kind of have. You kind of have to find yourself. I guess to your point, you have to find yourself. Like, am I fit for this? Am you I gonna do quick? Yeah. Yeah. Am I gonna salve out this? Am I gonna salve out this? Uh, like 10, 15 minutes, or am I gonna put everybody in the weeds? Like, mm. I guess it's to your point. You know, are you gonna become a leader? Or are you gonna fuck everybody over and kind of fold? Or are you just gonna? Are you gonna power through and like, you know, help out your team? Yeah. I mean, but I don't know, like the gay thing and the, <laughs> the drug addict thing. Uh, well, I mean, that one's a little. I I I worked uh, I worked with guys that uh, you know we go back to the you know house parties we're having a party mm -hmm. and uh, they would always have a woman and a guy in bed with them and so uh, it uh, it would be the the time where it's like all right well uh, they're finding themselves. Because later on, they would come out and go, actually, I'm only into dudes now. Uh, and then, but it would, yeah, it would be a totally different person all of a sudden. It's like, hey, I respect it, but whoa. <laughs> you kinda, watch out, man. You're coming at me strong with those uh, hand waves here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's just a product of, a, I don't think the kitchen is where you find yourself. I think that's a product of it. You know, because like you're saying, you know, you have the parties and the alcohol. They kind of just, you know, they let loose, man. You got to let loose and they're letting super loose. Like very, very fucking loose. I, but, I mean, good for them. I guess whatever floats your boat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and yeah. Yeah, crazy times, man. One, one time I, I was the designated driver one time and I uh, went down the wrong one way. Because we went to a party afterwards, uh, and we were going down. I went down the wrong one way, and it just turned out uh, two cop cars were the only cars that came down that one way. Oh, shit. And uh, the cops took my car, handcuffed me to the toilet at the police station, and had my friend drive my car to his house. And he was the one that was drunk and high. I get my car back, it's just full of dents. Because oh, his driveway is just uh, between two brick walls, and he's, uh, he's just glad he got off the... Uh, well, I mean, he was he was cool, but I'm, I'm just pretty sure he was like, what, you guys aren't taking me in? <laughs> he's sober, but he's not actually saying that. Uh, and that was... That was, the, no, that was my 20s. That was my 20s. Hell yeah. yeah. That reminds me of that one joke that uh, Chappelle has in... Um, I think his first Netflix comedy special, he talks about how his boy was driving hella drunk and, yeah. he, and he was hella high and he was like, and he took a breathalyzer test and the cop was like, you can go. And he's like, 
I can. <laughs> and then he, that's when he figured out that, um, that's when he figured out that breathalyzers don't pick up on weed. So he was driving like 35 on the 405 for the rest of the night. <laughs> they do they now? I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure they do now. I haven't now. heard anything about anyone getting busted for marijuana under influence sort of things. You gotta be extremely high to fuck that up, you know? I think, like, and you can't really quantify how high somebody is yet. Like, with alcohol, you can, you, you definitely can. I can imagine the drug test for that. I just, like, follow my finger, follow my finger, and then their voice starts changing. Are you following my finger? That's fucked up. Bro, I'm tripping out, man. I don't know. <laughs> they give you anxiety more than anything. <laughs> Where's your finger? Dude! I think your finger fell off. You know, I mean, I mean, depends what strain, I guess. Wait, what's that? Oh, Wait, shit. Someone knock There's gunshots there? outside, y'all. Oh, yeah, it gets crazy out there, man. <laughs> I mean, it looks nice out there. That's why you could just walk in here. I mean, I was at the other studio uh, before this. People were dying from the building. Uh, tweakers out front and... Uh, was you know, this in the TL? TL, yeah. Okay. People, people run around naked. Um, oh yeah, that's just but, uh, the TL though. That's but, just the TL being the TL. Yeah, that's, I mean, so you know what it thing. is. Yeah. Yeah. Here you got people just driving around, not even from this certain area. I mean, I thought I was cool, and then they just mobbed on me. You know, no bro shit. Broke my leg. I was like, God damn it! I didn't Fuck. expect this. How long? When was this? August, uh, August 29th. This year? Save the date. No, last, oh, oh wait. last year. I mean, last last year. year, yeah, save. Oh, shit. Save the hey, I gotta have an anniversary every year for it, man. <laughs> like a leg anniversary. Yeah, dude, you, uh, you should make that a party. Yeah. It's like, yo, I got jumped here August 29, 2021. Let's fucking, let's fucking rage, bro. Yeah, I mean, because it's just like a few blocks down from here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have it at, like, Atlas Cafe well, or something. Well, the, wait, so... Well, the first start of it was only a couple blocks, and then it ended a few blocks. So I'd have to, I could like have a street party, I guess, because because uh, they jumped me <laughs> two blocks from here. Fuck. And or they jumped jumped my car, I guess. And then I was thinking to myself, wait, hold on. They jumped your car? Yeah. Like they were beating your car? Well, yeah, yeah they rolled up. Mm -hmm. I was getting out of my car, and then they rolled up. Like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? They all just. Came to my car, started smashing and grabbing. Oh shit! And I was, <laughs> I was like, "Hold on, I will get you." And then I like ran after their car and uh, jumped halfway in it, and then uh, choked oh, and punched. And then next thing I know, they stop and I'm getting pushed around. And then next thing I know, I look up, I'm getting run over. Oh, dude, what made you think you could take them all? <laughs> what What was your thinking that like right then I, and there? I've, uh, I've well, I don't know. I, I feel well because I've seen a lot of smash and grabs. I've done security and seen them, so I, I, I guess I've always thought not me, because I've seen enough of these. Yeah. But yeah, hey, that's, uh, Bib City, man. Bib City takes all. And that's uh, I forgot what that means, man. It means fucking breaking someone's car window and stealing all their shit. Yeah, should we have open carry out here? That would be fun. Honestly, I think it would it like what? I think it would make the I think it would make the Bay Area a lot safer than people realize. There you go. This is the thing with this is the thing. It, so they have it in Florida. This is the thing. When you have a gun and you can carry it openly, no one's gonna fuck with each other, you know? 
Yeah. If you're walking around with like a shotgun or like a fucking AR, well, that's probably bad. not yeah. that crazy, but you know, you walk around with a handgun or something, nobody's going to fuck with each other because it's like, we know everybody is packing. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you, you don't need to set yeah, anything off. We're going to shoot each other. Yeah, exactly. Versus just one person's going down. Exactly. And I mean, I, mean, I honestly, I'm for, I'm for guns. There you like, go. I'm, I don't, shit. Yeah, I'm not really tripping about it. Like, the the vetting process is the one I'd probably have a problem with. You can't just give anybody a gun. You gotta really, really, like, vet this person. You gotta interview this motherfucker. I mean, it's just like uh, the places that do have open care. I'm sure they go through a process. It's not just, here's, here's a gun. I'm sure they see if... It's, it's not a huge process. I'm sure it's a process. Should we look at it? I mean, uh, somebody, no, no. Somebody fact check We could just it. go off the cuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a process. Yeah. So there's this thing in California that they're doing now. Uh, it's a campaign called uh, Lock Your Gun. Some, something along those lines. And Lock the main the premise is to... Uh, the main premise is to prevent suicide child suicides okay yeah so the thing good. is they're blaming like if if you if you own a gun can you please lock it up because you're it is a less likely that your child would commit suicide and less likely that your kid will bring the gun to school and if you are a registered gun uh, holder please tell us please tell the school so we could keep an eye on your child it's kind of wild man and, and yeah that, and that just brings up why are people having kids? Um, but, yeah, I mean... Well, why are stupid people having kids? Having kids well, isn't the problem. The wrong fucking people are having kids right now. Well, see, because, I mean, even, you know, I mean, you're young enough to where it's like, wow, still surprising that you got, you got a good mind there. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stupid people. Um <laughs> And it's not even education, man. You could have a college education and be really stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, what's a piece of paper, you know? It's a, yeah, oh yeah, some people just buy that, yeah. Yeah. Look at uh, Aunt Becky. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's doing time for that. You know, it's, it's weird, but, you know, uh, I don't know, do we feel bad for privileged people going to prison? I mean... Mm. Hell no. No. I mean... You get what you pay. You get what you you reap. What you sow, right? Yeah, but then again, if we uh, sent uh, privileged people to prison, then I'd be always one. I'd never know if I'm in my dad's will or not. Um, <laughs> that's all I want to know. Sometimes you know, I'm like, I gotta hang out with him just to know if I'm in the will someday. You could do congregal congregal visits. Congregal? What is it? Yeah, congregal you know visits. You know that if he's in prison, you can do visits there, man. At the rich prisons, they got fucking tennis, they got bocce ball. You've seen Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. That's real. <laughs> yeah, you know, and maybe I'd have more of a chance, too, because if he went away, like, uh, maybe the wife would leave him, and then then it would be a guarantee. Yeah, and, right? and you know, and, you know, you, and I wouldn't you be just wasting my time, you know? Exactly. You know where he is all the time. It's like, hey, bitch, you're gonna, I'm going to come see you, and I know you're going to yeah. be there. You know, that, that worked out in both ways hmm. for you. You guys always have planned activities. You know, you always know where he is. That's perfect. Yeah. 
totally different lifestyle, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, I, I've said this before, uh, and I said, you know, he does give material because yeah, uh, yeah, he, he told me. Uh, well, he told me about this. Uh, oh, I decided to visit him one day, and uh, he, he told me about this, this town called Wasatch mm-hmm. out there in Utah. How uh, uh, Native Americans were having some kind of uh, war thing feud going on. And one guy got killed, and they lifted up the guy's loincloth, and they just yelled, Wasatch! And uh, that means frozen penis. Or, yeah. Or, Shit. Or is, that for real? is that real? Yeah, yeah, I looked it up. and uh, But but the privileged part is, man, you know, we got pulled over, and he said to hold his beer. Wife said to hold her beer. And I got to hold my beer. <laughs> so there's no hiding these. And, uh... The officer pulled him over and said, "Oh, we're gonna be neighbors. Oh, you, yeah, just go along the way. It's fine." It's like, what the hell? Oh shit! You know, talking about jail. I would be, I would be the one going to jail. In fact, uh, I used to just go for like, I used to get ready when I get pulled over. It'd be like, okay, officer, you know what? I know this is going to where I just get up against the car and put my hands on the car, and then you handcuff me. So let's cut to the chase here. Man, dude, I had like these wild preconceived notions of going to jail as a kid. Mm. Uh, I've been, I've only been to jail twice, and I, and then I went. I've been to juvie too. Um, <laughs> I remember the first time I went to jail. I I thought I was like, oh man, I'm the shit. Like, because I, I got charged on a drug bus. Okay. Um, I got I got a. Uh, I was getting out. This is at, at Redwood City. I was getting out. And I, and I was, oh, bro, okay. Beforehand, I was thinking to myself, I was like, mm. I was like, oh, shit, man. Like, man, when I come out, pe- there's going to be hoes outside. Like, I really thought it was um that line. In, you got to have them first, in man. Cal- in California Love, when, yeah. when Tupac's like out on bail, fresh out of jail, as soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing Hoochie screaming. I thought as soon as I walked out of the jailhouse, I was like, oh, man, my boy's going to be there. I'm going to have some bitches. I was like, all right, it's going to be good. I walk out. It's like 6 in the morning, fucking raining. Nobody's there to pick me up. I'm like, fuck, my cell phone no, died. Yeah. And then I end up having to, like, take the bus home or, like, call Uber or some shit. No, yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, I, I spent a night in Santa Rita. And, uh, well, they, they said I was on something. I passed the breathalyzer. So I, I'm trying to be hella cool because when I was a kid, I used to be, I used to give cops attitude. He's like, yeah, mother, yeah. what I do, what you want, what you want? And, I didn't do but, nothing. Yeah, so I didn't like that, so I'm changing my attitude. I'm like, you know what? It's, I'm giving them attitude. That's the issue. And then I realized, no, no, because uh, I, I stopped giving attitude, and then I just became gullible, I think. You still got to be wise. Even, yeah. You know, and... uh so every time they would pull me over, I'd be like, hi, officer. I'd try to be super too cool. And then uh, it didn't work oh, out you well. kind of sound like a narc. Maybe. maybe uh, <laughs> and they don't like those people either. No. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, I used, to get, I used to go to jail left and right after that. Like, dang, what am I doing wrong here? Uh, I thought I was trying to be cool with these people. And, I, and uh, they said I swerved one, one day. And I said, oh, officer, maybe I was tired i did do a long drive just take a nap around the corner and that's when they decided to handcuff me give me a breathalyzer and uh search my car and then uh they got they get upset when you pass a breathalyzer they searched their car 
Yeah, well, they they asked me, and then they kept tightening the handcuffs. I was like, yeah, 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 just go for it, just go for it. Just give me, can I have my hand? Um, yeah. So uh, they got they got mad when I passed a the breathalyzer. They were they were like this this this, this punk. We know he's on something. You know, so uh, this was in the city. This stuff. This was actually uh, in Livermore. Okay, so in the bay. So and, and, and so uh, so uh, it's funny. Uh, I passed a. He just insisted I was on something, so they said, "Yeah, we're gonna take him back station, give him a blood test." And uh, so I was like, "Well, I'm on a car, officer." He's like, "I'll park it in the in parking lot here." I was like, "Yeah, you know, I can't really run away from you guys anyway. It's probably better I do that." And he insisted, and he could not drive my car. So he's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, just all right, do it," because my ignition fell out. <laughs> so he couldn't figure it out so I, I i and you know it's like come on i'm volunteering to let you guys arrest me here what the hell <laughs> and uh so they take me back to the uh it's police department and uh yeah somewhere out there dublin or something yes and uh and it was creepy man they yeah, i got blood tests but they uh they gave me uh it's put me in the bathroom and it was dark and they had me uh like uh follow the laser pointers with my eyes i was like that is creepy man i'm like uh but then they decided to book me in a santa rita for 14 hours Fuck. and uh because they did that i lost my license for a little bit because like uh if you get booked you're considered having charges until they get dropped yeah I'm like man uh and when i got out of there i end up hitchhiking yeah i uh this guy uh I put my thumb up and he, he and I said, "Hey man, you know where Jack in a Box is at?" And this guy actually uh, said he would give me a ride. It's like, bro, I just got out of Santa Rita. You're gonna give me a ride? I'm like, this guy's nuts. Okay. <laughs> so I was at a damn. That's fucking wild. Did did you uh, befriend that dude? No, or it was uh, just like a one-time thing. I mean, I didn't have any charge on my phone, so I couldn't be like, "Hey, uh, what's your uh, Insta or something?" Uh, you know, uh, dude. I was. Uh, I remember the second time I got, I was, uh, I was taken into eight fifty, mm. and then um, Brian. Yeah, yeah, eight fifty. Oh, Brian. Right. They took me in, and I think they took one of my boys' car. Yeah, wow. one of my homies' cars. So, but they took all of us in. I think we. I think we were like all twenty twenty one. And they tried to breathalyze me, and then uh, I just kept going, like, I just kept fucking around with the breathalyzer. <laughs> so they couldn't get, like, an accurate BAC on my shit. So then I think after five, ten minutes of doing that, they got so pissed off, they said, hey, just fucking lock them in. I was like, oh, shit. So they kept me in for, like, ten hours. Yeah, they be getting mad when they mess up. Yeah, well, on their part, I was fucking around because I was just like, I'm not going to give you guys, like, my BAC because I was fucked. I wasn't driving, but I was fucked up. Yeah, I mean, but then they, like, stalling is still, I mean, they really want that quota, though. So yeah. they, they want it here and now. They, they don't, they don't want to do the paperwork either. It's a shit ton of paperwork. Well, I mean. Like, that's their job, but they don't want to do it. Yeah, I guess I don't want it. Well, should we uh, eliminate paperwork from them? I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, they they got those body cams anyway, which uh, hey, which are cool, man. 
Hey. You got to keep it documented, though. That's the thing about paperwork. You got to... The, the point of it is, like, keeping something documented so we can go back the to it. The body cams do help you, man. And the audio took me a year of getting falsely accused or something and then keep going back to court. And then finally I got a, a, a attorney that she said, you know, no one actually looked at the audio and the and the, the, the body cam. And then she was like, oh, you're good to go now. I was like, what the hell, really? Damn, I love women. Because <laughs> all the dudes disappointed me. The women are great, man. Dude. Well, you well, know, women want to save us from ourselves, you know? What? Women are great. Now, you, you were saying, uh, yeah, so we were saying that uh, you love the more, um, or it's Italian, uh, what, you said you like the white women. Oh, that, dude, right? no, okay, no, 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 chill, we didn't say all that. <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't, uh, no, I said, you just wouldn't hit a woman with boxing gloves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would well, only without boxing gloves. That's that's more my style, you know. I'm a no, I'm a womanizer. No, <laughs> oh, uh, but uh, no, I was saying that like, yeah, you know, uh, Hispanic and Italian women are fucking crazy, and that's like a those are like the craziest motherfuckers on the planet. Yeah. So you got some stories. Yeah, my my ex stabbed a guy once. Oh, dude, I just, I just know no man. I just know so many Hispanic women. I know a couple of Italian women too, and they're definitely crazy. But I just know, I just know Hispanic women, dude. Like I grew up in the city. I grew up around like the Hispanic community and Filipino community. So I just know a shit ton of them, and, and I've dated, I've dated a, a a good number of. And you uh, said Hispanic Asian women. women aren't like that, though. You said Asian, right? Or was it just Filipino? No, Filipinos? I think Asian women. You know, I they're think smarter, it's, huh? I don't want to say it's smart. They're smarter. They're just uh. You know, the culture is a lot more reserved. Mm. You know, you kind of keep a, everything internalized as in, as, you know, cu as, culturally. But uh, Yeah, they don't have so much of a rage. Well, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't say that. There's a rage. It just comes out in different forms. Whereas Hispanic and Italian women, from my point of view, is like, they're very in your face. They won't bullshit you, you know? And I appreciate that, honestly. Well, yeah. I well, like that shit. Well, I heard Filipinos get pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Filipino Filipinos are fucking insane. They do seem that way. When they talk a little faster, I'm like, okay, my uh, Mexican ex, she started out talking faster. But the Filipinos, they they talk mellow, but when they start talking faster, you know there's an issue. <laughs> yeah, when it ramps up, it it, ra it stays up. Something might get it's, thrown. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. But I mean... I've never gone out with one. Uh, but I've worked with a lot of them at Walgreens. Oh, the titas? The, the Filipinas. Yeah, man. Those are yeah. those are my peoples, man. I love my Filipino women. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't date a lot of Filipino women, but, you know, I got love for them. Yeah, well, yeah, we have a lot of good times in the break room. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, enough of me. What about your excursions? Excursions with crazy women or... Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. shit, man. Like, I mean... I have gotten stabbed before, um, but that was by a Vietnamese girl. Uh, shit, I've had mul I've had multiple women like verbally berate me in public for random shit. Definitely Hispanic. All right, uh, you know I just I, you know, I don't know the the list goes on and on and on. Honestly, like 
I don't have a, I don't I actually don't have a lot of uh, experience with Italian women. I've but I've seen Italian women. I'm like they they are. Oh funny. yeah yeah yeah. And on my Italian, uh, she yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> just man, she used to get so violent. But it was, it's it's a trip. How amazing it was though. At the same time, it was. It, it's like a different person. Yeah. It really like yeah. they become different animals, men and women. You know, but yeah. like. My Mexican ex, though, she was so focused when she was in a rage. It seemed like she was still so focused at the same time that I, I appreciated that. You know, there was one time where there was a road rage guy, and she she just, it clicked. She was like, I got this. Because I was like, hey, man, what's up? And she was like, she grabbed me, she was like, I got this. Don't, don't trip, don't trip. Park around the corner. Like, we had a whole... She had a whole scenario in her head all of a sudden, a whole plan to deal with this guy. It was, it was wild, man. Like, I'm like, wow. Dude, I had, I had a, uh, a Hispanic girl that I was messing with. Hmm. She like, I guess she didn't like the way I walked out of her house. Wow. So I get in my, I didn't, I, she starts to blow me up and I'm like, ah, she's probably like tripping right now. So I don't answer. I put my phone back in my pocket. I'm uh, driving off. I see her running outside of her fucking house, like chasing my car. And she fucking throws like a quarter or something at my car. And I can hear, I put the window down and I can hear, don't stop you fucking asshole, get the fuck <laughs> over here. And I'm like, what even happened? So then I stop and then she like fucking punches me and tells me like, you did this, this. I'm like, cause I walked out of your house weird. Like, well, is that a thing? That's nice. She let you know what you. I mean, I don't know. Well, that was crazy. I, you know, I That's never insane. have women tell me what it was I did, even if it's something to her like, I don't know what to say about this craziness. At least I would know. I'm always being told, you know, and it's like, okay, I know. I thought you said men were stupid. You know, it's like, wait. Well, that's what I. That's what I love about like. You know the, the kind of women that I've like that I've you know talked to and had relations with is a, uh, you know they're they're not stupid, you know they know I'm stupid like I yeah. you say I don't know what the fuck like I don't know and but it, it's just weird the fact that you tell me oh you walked out funny what like what is walking out funny there was no well in my mind there was no attitude we left each other on like good terms that night and it was just like you know like. I'm just hey, I'm just gonna leave, you know. I'm yeah. like we're done talking for today. Like let's leave. I'm I want to go home and chill. But to walk, but to say I walked out funny, that's like inciting a fight. Well, that's their way. They like to spice things up. And that's uh, are spicy. I mean, it, it's weird. They like to spice things up. I think those guys are more uh, chill with things, even though dudes are some straight. Uh, oh, dudes can get divas nowadays. Uh, dudes can get really fucking wild for no reason. Yeah, I can't hang with. Uh, I don't know. Dudes really want to come at me with their emotions. I'm like, well, what? Come on, man. We're, we're homies. Like, like rage emotions, or well, they want to tell me about their. Uh, you know, uh, I gotta tell you something, man. It's like. Something so emotional, like, bro. I don't know. I don't do this with guys, man. I don't know what this is. What? Something about your. Hey, man. We don't do relationship issues like this. We don't. I don't know. People got to vent, dude. People got to fucking vent. I, you need somebody to talk to. I mean, I want to hug it out with some dude. Like, I, I, uh, you know, I, I, especially. 
especially if the dude is bigger that's just awkward <laughs> like you're gonna <laughs> tell me about your issues and and we're gonna hug it out like bro you just yeah, you know, I feel like you're a big blanket cuddling me, bro. This is weird. I think of when you say that. I think of um, I was just watching this last night. I think of the Green Mile of Michael Clark Duncan. Okay, glad you brought that up. Yeah. I was thinking about that with you. Yeah, I, I was just thinking. Of, I, I was. I just watched it literally last night. And I was like, dude, in that movie, Mark, he was such a big fucking dude, but he was a teddy bear. He was like such a nice guy. Like yeah. he was a good soul. And that's what that—that's what I think of when you're like talking. About that. I was wondering if maybe you were watching that because you, you're trying to see what you're getting yourself into today. Uh, because <laughs> Tom Hanks, and that's what I'm known for. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I, dude. No, I, I honestly I think he's my dad. Yeah. Wait, wait. Talk. You, you really think he's your dad? Yeah. Chad Hanks is your little brother. I look at him. He doesn't <laughs> look a thing like Tom Hanks, does he? No. Chad, no he looks like he, Cooper Cup. He doesn't even act anything like Tom Hanks. I mean, who who is this kid out of nowhere? <laughs> I think he's probably my mom's kid, and uh, you know, accidental or, switch, or, or or he's from someone else, or I, I don't know. It's just I've met my dad, and I don't see the resemblance. I met him seven years ago. I mean, uh, and maybe that's why he really he he got teary eyed. But I'm like, what are these tears? This guy <laughs> doesn't know me. And, and, you know, I don't get that vibe. I may, you know, I'm thinking Tom Hanks is my real dad. What would it be like if I met him? Would it be like, okay, these are real emotions here. Not this guy just trying to, trying to curdle out of tears. This is real here. Do you think, it depends on how you would come at him. Like, would you, are you trying to come at him because you want something from him? Or are you just I'm too old for him? that, man. But, I, I mean, I want something in a way that I feel like, if we met, I would be where I'm supposed to be at in life, only because uh, I, just, I just feel like, uh, I mean, he's not even my favorite actor, but he's my favorite <laughs> guy I gotta, I gotta meet, because I feel like there's a, there, if we would make that connection, um, he's my dad, and well, I mean, I just, I guess, why, why is he, why is he copping out of it? You know, I do feel lied to a lot of my life. Like, why did my mom admit to uh, being with Tom Hanks? <laughs> but okay, so you gotta you gotta put out the timeline. Like, in what scenario or where would your mom and Tom Hanks would have would have met? I don't know. That's the thing. And I mean, but he's from the Bay Area. I mean, I, I don't know. My dad left when I was one. Um, well, supposedly the guy I met. That's my dad left when i was one uh -huh. supposedly but you know i mean tom hanks uh, played a part in there somewhere maybe he's the real guy that left and they're just everything's just messing with my head i mean there, there was no story that could be kept straight either so i was i was told to say my dad's dead uh i mean yeah i was told he's dead the next thing you know i'm told he's all over the place. Oh, that could be your dad. That could be your dad. Shit. And I was told I was bought in a uh, hospital gift shop for 10 cents. So many lies, man. <laughs> it were, it's like, was I just raised to be confused because Tom Hanks is my real dad? You got to reach out. If you really think so, dude, you, you might as well, you get, fuck it. You got to go for broke. So TikTok videos. Just like yeah. thousands of TikToks like, yo, Tom Hanks, you're my dad. Evidence number one. 
Tom Hanks or my dad, evidence number two. And you just got to make a whole series until Chet Hanks or some, somebody on his PR team is like, like, Tom, like, is this your kid? I mean, yeah, because uh, Forrest Gump, like, I watched that and I was like, I think he was reaching out to me because <laughs> I was in special ed growing up. And so I feel like there was some way in that movie he was trying to uh, give me hope. But there's something that happened where he's not allowed to say he's my dad. Or this your, random your Chet mom, Hanks. Your mom broke his heart. That's, that's all there is to it. Your mom broke his heart. She was so fire in the sack. And wow. she left him. She left him, dude. He didn't leave her. She left him. We need to make this connection before it's too late. Because my mom is starting to lose it a little bit. Um, she asked me today uh, if Easter is in April this year. So, you know, we got we to gotta make that connection before it's you too gotta, late. You got to get on it, man. I mean... You got to do the 23andMe. You got you to gotta hire some forensics. And people, I mean... There's people make changes in life, um, but uh, no, I mean that's that's way. Hold on, oh, we got a we got a call. Okay, yeah, we got. Yeah, people make changes in life, but you got to be there for your kids, man. <coughs> you, you you ain't got no kids? Uh, nah, dude. No, I I can't do it in this day and age. Not right now. Well, praise the Lord to that, man. Yeah, man, I'm too dumb to have kids right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're too smart, right? Let's see what we let's see what we got here. All right, you said we got a call. Oh yeah, hold on, we got uh. Boom. Oh wait, that didn't work out. Okay, well that didn't work out. Um, call her, call back. Yeah, I got it up. Yeah, we'll make that that call back. You know what? I think it's wait. We should get this on the reel so we could uh really explain this to the person out there um all right so this, this this guy was saying how his mom's 21 and he said he's saying that because women don't like to be told how old they are that's a sexist pig right <laughs> don't ask a woman her age how do you know she doesn't want to be asked her age sexist pig right <laughs> i mean right that what a pig Wait, the he's caller a, said that? No, no, I'm, I'm just trying to... Oh, you're talking he, about me. I'm saying a guy was assuming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? Hot topic. Asking a woman her age is sexist. I mean, no, no, I'm saying, yeah. uh... I'm saying assuming... Oh, assuming a woman's age. No, assuming a woman doesn't want to be asked her age is sexist, right? What if she does? I think women hate that, right? Well, uh, women fucking hate that's that. That's what we think. No matter what. That's what we think, but maybe they do like to be asked their age. No, no dude. No way. Uh, women are like a tree. They don't want to be asked their age, man. Women are like a tree. Women are like trees. They just want to grow and keep going. They don't want to fucking stop and get asked for their age, dude. Like, well, women don't like that shit. I mean, I, I've, gotten, I've been slapped at least one or two times for asking that. I think it's, well, it's kind of insulting when, uh, you know, I think it's insulting when guys will card a woman who's like 90 years old. Like, that is just, <laughs> that is just sarcastic. That's fucking hilarious. Wait, I, w <laughs> I would never do that, but that's, uh. Well, 
Well, with with older women, don't you always don't you always say, "Oh man, you don't look you don't look a day over forty five when really they're like eighty five years old. Maybe because I believe women could be beautiful at uh, fifty and even more beautiful because they can't have kids. <laughs> oh, I'm and I'm not saying that like they're ugly when they get older. It's just that you know. You're not my demographic yet. Maybe when I'm 80, 90, 80, 90 will be my demo. But right now, I'm I'm chilling, dude. Yeah, well, uh, 80, yeah, with all the partners, it was it, something, right? Dude, Betty White died, what, at like 99? 95? She was still, she was still pretty oh, banging for her. Go, here we go, here we go. All right. Oh. Okay, here, we got a caller on the line. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hey, we got Lily Wang on the phone. What's up, Lily? Uh, Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you, you hear us all right? It's a little bit faint on my end. No, it's here now. She's good. So, uh, Lily Wang, author and subconscious pro reprogramming coach. Oh. Yep. What, what is a subconscious pro reprogramming coach part? What is? Sorry, Luke. It's a little bit choppy on my end. Um, I'm not sure if there's a way to adjust that, but I can. I'm having a little trouble. I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Let's see. Let me go there. Hello now. Hello. Oh, you can't hear me. Hear now. Hello now. Oh yeah, it's a little too much there. Okay, that one should be good right there. How about now? Yeah. All right. That's much cool. better. Hey, now hey. we're working. What is this subconscious reprogramming, Coach? What, what does that involve? Yeah, so subconscious reprogramming is, uh, is a branch of work that has to do with hypnotherapy. So oh. hypnotherapy is a uh, mode of therapy where through deep relaxation and what's called an induction process, we actually bypass the conscious thinking mind and access directly the subconscious, which makes up 95% of your brain activity. So the subconscious mind, it's like an iceberg. It's like all of the matter of the iceberg that's below the surface of the water that is driving a lot of your emotions, a lot of your behavior. So by, it differs from talk therapy because talk therapy, while very effective, is working through the, the conscious mind. So there's a lot of narrative there. There's a lot of story there. But subconscious reprogramming, we actually bypass the conscious mind and go directly to the subconscious where you have a lot of those stories in place and a lot of programs that are often, you know, not so helpful for you. Maybe some things that have been conditioned in you from parents or from culture, from society at large that maybe getting in the way, um, maybe blocking some of your mental, emotional or spiritual well-being. So subconscious reprogramming and hypnotherapy help you really do some profound change work in that way oh shit so it's like inception but in like a positive way that's fucking dope yeah. is that right it's, yeah i think so all right i definitely oh, I, i'm sorry i, I think i lost you again hello i could i could use some hypnosis i think <laughs> is it drug induced or what uh well see so I have kind of OCD with checking my car and I, well, okay, so can this work with like anxieties in life? I'm sorry, Luke, can you say that again? It's a little bit choppy on my can, end. Can this hypnosis cure some anxieties? <laughs> 
Yes, absolutely. So hypnosis can definitely help kind of get to the root cause even of what is the anxiety about. It's not just symptom management, right? It's actually understanding, oh, what was the origin of that anxiety? Where did it come from? What was the first place in your life? So we can do regression techniques that can actually go back in time and really help a 